This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, February 12th, 2021. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, how unions are preparing for a transition from fossil fuels. Workers in Australia's huge coal exporting sector may lose their jobs in five years. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. This is Radio Labour. Wind and solar will overtake coal and gas by 2024. So in three years time, they are estimating that the share of energy generated by wind and solar will overtake gas and coal. That is Walter Sanchez, the General Secretary of the Global Union Industrial. The union represents more than 50 million union members working in the supply chains of the mining, manufacturing, and energy sectors. It has just released a major report on the transition taking place towards green, sustainable energy. Mr. Sanchez. I would just jump into some very key issues, in my opinion, in the report that our affiliates should focus on is the major trend that is going on in the sector, especially for the fossil fuels. So one thing is about the prices. I've just checked today and then the prices of the oil brand is around $55. The fact that it will never recover into the $140 that was in the past, that was a basis for a lot of investment that was made in the past, but it will never recover from that. Some Sectors like fracking in the U.S. that is a very costful sector. Most of the companies are about to go bankrupt. I mean, be, uh, living on subsidies from the government. It's not likely that the new administration of U.S. will keep supporting these companies, especially after one of the major points in the campaign of Biden-Harris was an investment of $2 trillion in what they call the Green New Deal. And uh, right after the inauguration, Biden just announced that they're back in the Paris Agreement, which is a welcoming news for the whole world. But it sets a lot of other thoughts for us. And even if we don't, if we were not in, in the position of a just transition, we cannot fight against reality. For example, we have some information which are very important for us to, to be aware of. Major investment funds, for example, are banning all new investment in fossil fuels. And you know that most of the oil companies are very much using leverage from investment funds. And those investment funds, the major ones, are already banning any new investment in fossil fuels, which means no new money, no fresh money for oil companies. And therefore, most of them are already investing part of their investments in renewables. General Electric and Siemens not only build, but also maintain thermal plants. They announced that they won't do this business anymore. They're withdrawing from this business, which is a sign also for the future. Those are the major players in this business. And finally, we see that the International Energy Agency is already estimating that wind and solar will overtake coal and gas 
by 2024. So in three years time, they are estimating that the share of energy generated by wind and solar will overtake gas and coal. So this is very important information for us. Uh, we see also that the big companies are jumping up ahead on, on these renewables. Companies like Enel, Iberdrola, Next Era, Orsted are companies that few of us know about and are companies that we have to have a, a good look because we have to improve our organizing on those on those companies. Uh, Next Era, for example, is an American renewable company that is a market value cap is equivalent to Exxon. Just to give you an idea of the importance of such players in the sector. So all in all, I think it's an opportunity for us. I hope this research will help our affiliates to make some discussions because, you know, something that we in industry all in the agenda of just transition, we've been very vocal about the need for us as trade unions to transform ourselves, to seize the opportunity at the same time that we see the trends that oil and gas and coal are going down in terms of share of energy source. But we see also that we have an opportunity to organize workers in the supply chain of renewables, in mechanical engineering, what we call the green tech sector, in steel, glass, chemicals and fibers, everything that is in the supply chains of renewables, it's an opportunity. But our unions, our oil and gas unions uh, exclusively, we have to run into our transformation so that we have the opportunity to organize those workers and we have the strategic goal for us, which is grow our organizations and seize the new movement on the greater share of renewables in the energy sector. So all in all, I just want you to just again invite you to read the research and I hope this can be a tool for all of you to support and a call for action for us to transform ourselves and seize the moment. While the renewable energy sector continues to grow dramatically, there are many workers employed in the energy sector who are not ready for the transition. This is especially true in Australia, where coal is an important export. One of the participants in the webinar was Peter Coley, the National Research Director for Australia's CFMEU Union. Australia is in the unusual situation, developed country, but its main export industries are minerals and energy. We're the biggest coal exporter in the world, though we're not the biggest coal producer in the world by any stretch. So what we're dealing with here is not just a domestic transition issue, but our international trade transition, because the coal industry is Australia's second largest export industry after iron ore, and the LNG industry is, an, is the next largest exporter. So our international trade is based on fossil fuels. So very big challenge for Australia here. Now this union, my union is in mostly in coal mining, now, what the report said was very interesting to me, essentially saying that the unions in oil and gas know very little about just transition, and they also have the view that the oil and gas industry is going to continue on quite strongly for quite a long time. And the oil companies themselves often think that. A key issue was that the oil and gas companies are likely not talking to their workers about the possibility of fossil fuel decline or the requirement for transition for the workers. So it's all going to come as a bit of a surprise 
when it happens. And we have the problem that where it's not talked about and where it's not discussed a long way in advance, there's quite a lot of denialism. What we face in Australia is a situation that domestic coal power is already strongly in decline. Fundamentally, not because of government policy, but mostly because of the improving economics of renewables. Australia is actually very rich in solar power and in wind. So we have a situation where our coal power workers accept the need for transition because the owners of the coal power stations already have put closure dates on all their stations. Required by law in Australia now, you have to have a closure date. And so that's already been announced. So the coal power workers are interested in transition and very alive to the issue and we are doing negotiations around collective bargaining agreements around redundancies and retraining and relocation. The industrial report about the transition from fossil fuels to green sustainable energy sources is on the union's site at industrial-org. Click on the menu tab who we are and choose the energy sector. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Each day, Labor Start's volunteers collect hundreds of news items about the struggles of workers and their unions from around the world in 36 languages. Here's a small sample of their work. Our top stories section included links to coverage of Myanmar, where everyone from teachers to police officers have been striking in opposition to the military coup. From Morocco, where 28 garment workers died when an illegal factory flooded and the workers were unable to escape. And how the demands that global brands make of their suppliers encourages dangerous working conditions for garment workers, most of them women, who produce our clothes. And finally, we had stories from Belarus, where union activists leading strikes against the dictatorship continue to face long jail sentences. The emerging trend in our news coverage this week is the extent to which the pandemic seems to be encouraging attacks on media workers and the practice of journalism. Or if not encouraging those attacks, then providing a distraction while governments in many, many countries move to restrict criticism. Examples just this week include Poland, where the process of restricting media freedom has accelerated over the past year, and countries like Colombia and Ethiopia, where journalists are routinely threatened and physically attacked. Also this week, journalists faced accusations of terrorism in countries like Bangladesh, Egypt, and Iran. The situation in Myanmar is particularly acute, with an unknown but large number of media workers having been arrested after the coup. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news of a Canadian dockers union that has negotiated anti-harassment training for 10,000 Vancouver port workers, the start of a new campaign against gender-based violence in Lesotho, and how the United Kingdom government's pandemic response has made gender inequality much worse. The free health and safety newswire we offer in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories about what British unions are calling contract cronyism in the issuing of personal protective equipment contracts and fears that delays in the provision of vaccines in South Africa is endangering healthcare workers there. Our photo of the week is of healthcare workers in Kathmandu, Nepal, members of the Nepal Health Workers and Employees Union. These workers have been holding a series of protests in an effort to force their employer to honor the agreement recently negotiated by their union. 
Their struggle is part of a global trend in which the pandemic is being used as the excuse for massive wage theft. Current campaigns that we are running at the request of unions around the world include an urgent appeal for online solidarity with workers and unions in Kazakhstan, Algeria, Jordan, Ukraine, Brazil, Kyrgyzstan, India, Myanmar, and in Albania. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here's a union song. We're Solid as a Rock by Australia's energy union, the CFMEU. They can't cheat us. They won't shake us. They can't beat us. They won't break us. They tried it all before with the tricks and legal wars. And there's nothing And that's it. International labor news you can use. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.